0: Side Hustle Show 289, 200 bucks an hour with after school programs. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because business ideas are everywhere. In fact, for May Najafabadi, apologies on the pronunciation there, her latest business idea came from her son, although kind of in a roundabout way. May's been an entrepreneur for quite a while in the e-commerce space, selling imported products on Amazon and eBay. And to buy herself more time to work on that business, she'd sometimes enroll her son in after school enrichment programs at his school. These are on-campus programs, usually at elementary schools, where kids can stick around for another hour or so to learn extra science or basketball or music or whatever. The kids love them, the parents love them, and the private vendors who put them on and sold them, of course, love them too. And that's when the gears started turning for May, for an hour a day in the afternoons, instead of buying that time from someone else, maybe she should be the one selling it and diversify her income away from Amazon. Over a recent eight-week period, May's new side hustle, which she writes about at creativekidscrafts.com, it's kids with a Z, crafts with an S, brought in 12000 bucks. Not bad for an hour or two a day, right? So stick around to hear how she got started, how she's priced and sold her program, and how she's growing this business well beyond just herself. Notes and links for this one, plus a free PDF highlight reel you can download with all of May's top tips from the call are at sidehustlenation.com slash May, M-A-Y. And before we dive in, let me take a moment to thank today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. FreshBooks makes ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that will help make handling your admin and paperwork way less annoying and so much more efficient right from the get-go. It's trusted by more than 10 million customers and recommended by 97% of small business owners, so odds are you're going to like it too. Visit FreshBooks.com slash SideHustle to start your 30-day completely free trial today with no credit card required. That's freshbooks.com slash side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about us section. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with May after the interview. Ready? Let's do it.
1: My son loved arts and crafts and we used to do a lot together and he used to do a lot of these crafts in kindergarten and in first grade, but then they stopped once he went to second grade. So I thought, well, why don't I offer a sophisticated crafts class to the school? Then I went to the school and asked them, how can I apply? And they told me, you would need to contact the school district. And that's how, when I started my after-school craft class at elementary schools.
0: Did you have any background either in crafting or teaching?
1: Not really, no. I've never taught at any school. I volunteered here and there to help out during kindergarten and first grade and, um, crafts I'm not a very crafty person so I got a lot of ideas from Pinterest or YouTube and oh okay that, that's how I started the craft
0: okay crafts. interesting <laughs> yeah that sounds intimidating to go in trying to corral 15, 20 different kids and then teach something that's like, well, I picked this up on YouTube, but good on you for for saying, <laughs> all right, I'm going to make this happen. Okay, so you contact the school. The school says, okay, we're welcoming new after-school classes, but we need you to get permission from the district first. And that makes sense because like if you're going to be interacting with our kids, we're going to have some sort of vetting process, I imagine. So what was the approval process like with the district?
1: So with the district, I had to fill up application forms, ask a lot of questions. And once I had that filled out, I submitted it, then they would do a background check. And the background check could take about two to three months. And then once you've been approved, then you have to submit your fingerprints, then you're good to go. And I also had to get general liability insurance. So... Once I had all of that in order, I was ready to teach at any school within my school district.
0: Was there a fee to submit that application or was it just like, okay, we'll fill out this paperwork?
1: No, you just had to fill out the paperwork and I had to pay for the fingerprint, which was about $75 and that's it. And I had to pay for the insurance, but you just shop around. I paid $300 per year for the general liability insurance, but the prices vary from state to state and from insurance company, you just have to shop around.
0: Is that a specialized insurance for this type of business? Or I guess I'm, I'm a rookie when it comes to...
1: It's just a general liability insurance that the district requires in case anything goes wrong within the school ground or to the kids okay. to make sure they're cover- you're covered.
0: Okay, so not a huge investment there, but just, uh, you know, a little bit of protection.
1: Yes. Okay,
0: and that protects you too, right?
1: Exactly, yes, it protects me.
0: Okay, tell me about the first first class. Like, how do you get people enrolled in this thing?
1: So, what I did is I had to create a lot of crafts first. So, I created about 20 crafts. And then what I did is about two to three weeks before my class started, I did a demo during lunchtime. So I set up a table, lay out all my crafts. So once the kids were at the schoolyard to eat, they all saw my crafts. And I printed a lot of flyers to hand it out to them if they showed any interest. And the kids went crazy. They just love the crafts. A lot of them just stopped eating lunch and start running towards my crafts table. Some kids had money and said, I want to buy these crafts. And I had to explain to them they were there for the class. And it was a big hit. So I hand out flyers to a lot of the kids. I printed about 500 flyers and they're all gone. Wow. And because they were just so excited.
0: This was just you doing a little lunch hour demo.
1: Demo. Yes, just show them that the class that I was going to host.
0: Did you have to get permission from the school to show up?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes, you just set up a time and they would let you show up.
0: So the kids take the flyers home to mom and dad and they say, hey, this Sign this me up. This lady came in lunch <laughs> I really like to take her after school class. Right. And So this is kind of, it's a multi-week session, right?
1: The way it runs The schools will run three sessions per school year. So you've got fall, winter, and spring. And each session is eight classes. And each class is only an hour long, right after dismissal. My class was $120 for eight classes once a week for an hour a day.
0: Okay. Yeah. So the parents, they're buying that hour in the afternoon every week for eight weeks for $120. Exactly. Yes. Not a bad investment on their part. I can see why you're doing that as a parent, as an entrepreneur, you know, previously <laughs> before you kind of switched gears here.
1: Yeah, I love those classes. and sort of my son.
0: <laughs> does the school ever, now that you've been doing it for a while, does the school ever you know, advertise for you? Like, hey, putting this out in their newsletter or if there is such a thing?
1: Yes. So what they do, they have a section. On their website dedicated for after school, so if you go to the school's website, it would just say after school programs that are offered for, let's say, spring session or for fall session, and they would scan your flyer. And on your flyer, you would have all the information about your class, how much your class is, when the starting date, what dates you'll be at school. It'll have all the information that the parents would need, and parents just could go in there. The school also sent out a blast email to all the parents letting them know that the after school classes are starting at a certain date. So the parents are very aware of when they're going to start. And in the past, most schools had you print out flyers and they would put them in the Friday folders two weeks before the class would start. But now a lot of schools are going paperless. So all the information now on their websites only.
0: Okay. How long have you been doing this?
1: For about three years.
0: Okay. So of the 500 flyers that you passed out during the lunchtime demo hour, how many kids ended up enrolling?
1: So you have to remember, it's not just me. There's a lot of other vendors who are there who also offer these classes. And there are a lot of kids who have other activities too. So I told myself, even if I have six students who sign up, I'll be excited and I'll just show up. And hopefully with word of mouth, I'll get more students the next session, maybe for spring session. But I had 18 students sign up. So they were anywhere from first grade to fifth grade. And I was excited. So I collected $2,160 for that first class that I had at my son's school. And I was excited. I didn't think that many kids would sign up, and I think the demo helped a lot.
0: Okay, so man, twenty one hundred bucks up front, divided by eight hours. Of course, there's you know some setup and takedown time, but you know a healthy hourly rate over two hundred dollars an hour in terms right. of this gross revenue. Are there any other costs involved in that? I mean, you had to buy supplies and the, and the liability insurance that you mentioned.
1: Right. So the insurance you pay annual. And you have to rent the space from the school. So I chose the cheapest area, which was the lunch tables. And actually worked perfect for what I was doing. It was for crafts. And I had to pay $11 per day to rent the lunch tables. So that was my cost. So every day that I was at school, I have to pay $11 to the district. And they would just charge me in advance for the eight sessions. So they'll charge $88 before I host the class.
0: That's like the cheapest rent in the world, it sounds like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, why bother for 11 bucks?
1: Right. But the price vary. If you want to have it at the library, it'll be more expensive, maybe $20 per day. If you want it in the classroom, the price varied, but the cheapest were the lunch tables. Okay,
0: fair enough. And then the craft supplies. It was just like a trips to Sam's Club or Costco or something?
1: So the crafts, I ordered them online wholesale. So basically I did a lot of research to get them cheaper. I purchased because for the class that I had, I need to have scissors, glues, and there's certain items that I always had to have available for the kids. And then the rest of the crafts, the supplies, I just bought them online. And the cost wasn't much, maybe about, I bought enough supply for a whole year. So probably about maybe 400, $500.
0: So in any case, even after all these kind of like upfront annual expenses, you're still turning a profit on this first session. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like... a-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. Yes. How do people pay you? Is it just like, okay, bring your check to the first class? Are they signing? I mean, is there a, a website portal where they're punching in credit card information? How does that part work?
1: So when I first started, I wanted to be real simple because I wasn't even sure if anybody would show any interest. So I didn't want to invest in a website. I just created the flyer and on the flyer, there's area where the parents can fill out all the information and everything that the parents need to know is on the flyer. So what they would do, the bottom half of the flyer has a section where the parent would write the child's name, what grade they're in, the parent's phone number, their email address, and they'll fill that part up. And with the check, they'll hand it to the front office of the school. And I would collect all the checks at the end of the week.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And then once I got going and I started expanding to other schools, that's when I created a website. And they could pay either the way they normally did, pay in a pass with check, or they could just pay online.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. Take me back to that first class, like 18 kids start up. That seems really intimidating, trying to corral 18 elementary school-aged kids and and keep their attention for an hour. Did it go okay, or did you have help? How'd it go?
1: It was chaos. (laughs) It was... Absolute chaos. I didn't know what to do because I had never, I was never a teacher and the kids just start running. They were all excited. They were playing with the crafts and I kept telling them, don't touch the crafts because I need to show you how to make them. They were playing with the supplies. They start using their scissors and cutting everything. And when one kid wanted to use the restroom, everybody wanted to use the restroom. (laughs) When one kid wanted to drink water, everybody wanted to drink water. It was horrible and I couldn't finish the class on time. I was passing out the crafts as they were sitting. It was craziness, and I don't know how I managed the first class. But then by the second and third, I finally got a hang of it. So I would show up half an hour early before the kids' dismissal. I would basically lay out all the craft supplies, have everything ready, and when they would show up, I will tell them to put all their backpacks on one side and have them sit next to each other politely. And by the third class, I got a good hang of how to teach the class
0: okay okay no i like it (laughs) developing the systems as you go
1: yes and i'll just have them take turns to use the restroom or drink water and then i would have the older kids help out the younger kids if they needed help and the kids who talk too much i would just maybe have them sit a little far away from the other
0: kids (laughs) (laughs) so
1: creating trouble but it worked out well. You know, it's a fun class, so I cannot take the class too seriously because the kids have to have fun. And I cannot be too strict because the parents paid for this class. And ultimately, the kids should have fun and want to come back.
0: Right, right. Yeah, the word of mouth, the repeat business, I imagine, is yes. um, a huge part of this. Yes.
1: So, you know, you have to be really friendly and but at the same time try to keep order within the class. But I love the class. I mean, dealing with kids is a lot more fun than dealing with adults, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> there's days that I feel like that, but there's other days where it's like, no, thank you.
1: But don't forget, I only have to deal with them one hour, just for one hour. So, and they're just so happy to be in that class. So it really brightened my day by the, when the class is usually over. I always have a big smile on my face because they enjoy it so much.
0: Yeah, that's really cool, actually, helping kids and and spreading art and just yeah, having some fun after school. So I I think that's a cool business. What happens next? So you do the eight-week session. You've earned uh, a little over two grand for doing that, but I I get the sense that (laughs) you've got bigger visions in mind.
1: So that's when I thought, okay, so let me try to off. Since I already have permission in my school district, I start calling up. Other elementary schools in my city and asked them if I could offer my class. So the second school that I went to was a much larger elementary school, but they worked it a little differently. They only allowed after-school classes on Wednesdays because Wednesdays is early dismissal. So the kids normally get out at 1.30. Most parents hate early dismissal. So It was a real treat for the kids to participate in these after-school classes. So they had anywhere between 8 to 10 vendors every Wednesday all over the school offering different classes. So I did a demo during lunchtime, two to three weeks before I offered the class. And a week before I started my class, I got a call from the school secretary and saying, "Mm, how many kids do you want in your class? Cause I have 27 checks in front of me right now and your class is going to start very soon. And I was shocked and I said, um, 30? I'll take that. <laughs> I can
0: take up to 30. There's a gutsy move.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I had 27 students sign up for that particular school and $120 each. And I collected $3,240 for an eight week session. So that was really exciting. And then I had to have help. So I have a, wonderful employee who helps me with Amazon and she's the best. So she helped me with that class. I think for every 15 students is good to have one instructor.
0: Okay. So yeah, for 27 people, like let's bring in some, some extra help. It's
1: just because the type of class that I had, it was a craft class. You could have Maybe basketball or tennis or volleyball, and maybe you wouldn't need as many
0: instructors, but
1: because it was a craft class, a lot of kids the younger kids would need more help.
0: Yeah, it was very hands-on.
1: Yes. And then the third school that I later applied, I wanted to test and see if I charge a little more. Would the enrollment drop or would it stay the same? So what I did for the third school, I basically charge $120 per student plus $20 $20 for a material fee for supplies. So that would make it $140 okay. per student. So I just wanted to see if I charge $20 more, would it change anything? And it didn't. I had 25 students sign up for that school.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And so you're lining these up on a different day of the week. So the early dismissal program was Wednesday, but then that leaves you another four days to fill right. out your calendar.
1: Yes. And for the third school that I added an extra $20, I made 3500 There were 25 students. So what I was trying to do is I was trying to cover all five days, Monday through Friday. And then after a year, I started, I had a school every day. So I was at his school every afternoon.
0: Okay. Yeah, it fills a gap in the market because what time does school get out? Like 2.30, 3.30? 2.30. Yeah, and it's like, well, people don't get off work till 5 or 6. What are you going to do during that time? <laughs>
1: Well, a lot of these kids also went to CDC, too. So after the craft class, they'll just walk to the CDC's like childcare. So they would stay there until the parents picked them up from work. And a lot of parents who work felt guilty. They didn't like to keep them just at the childcare. They wanted them to have fun also. So a lot of parents signed them up for these after-school class, too. And then later they would walk to the area where they would wait for the parents to pick them up. But a lot of the kids were picked up by parents right after A lot of parents basically like to sign their kids for these classes too, even if they didn't work.
0: Is this a nationwide thing? Like I said, I don't know that this was around when I was a kid.
1: I don't know, but I know there are a lot of franchises, basically a lot of after-school classes. Like what I have done, there are franchises too, like math science that my son went to at our school. They're franchised and they're all over the place. So I know where I am in Southern California is very popular. And I'm sure they offer in other states too.
0: Okay, interesting. Are you going to go the franchise route with Creative That's Kids what Groups?
1: I'm, I'm hoping to do that. I'm hoping to eventually franchise it. Now I'm going to 10 schools, so I have to hire help because I can't be two schools at the same time. Yeah. Now I'm going to 10 schools. I'm going to two schools per day, per weekday. But eventually I'm hoping that I could franchise or create some type of membership program. So I could expand.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Well, that seems pretty cool that you've kind of grown it beyond yourself and saying, okay, I got to bring in some help on that front. Yes. Tell me about that hiring process. Cause it's like, yeah, I need to hire a part time person, but like only for an hour, hour and a half in the afternoon. That seems like a very narrow segment of the labor pool.
1: Yes, that is the biggest challenge because whoever you hire is only going to work. I pay them for two hours because they need to show up half an hour early teach the class for an hour and probably then clean up and make sure all the students have been picked up and then leave. So a total two hours. So you have to pay the employee well, because if they're only working two hours in the afternoon, it has to just has to be worth their time. So I pay $20 per hour Okay. and a lot of college students, they don't mind it. They enjoy it. And you have to find someone who's reliable to make sure they show up on time or they show up at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever had a class that was going on and and the person just was a no-show?
1: I luckily never had that experience, but my son had been to classes where the teacher was a no-show. And that's not a good sign. Yeah, not at all. No, because you might not get invited back to that school. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it,
0: yeah. So 10 schools, college students. Okay, that makes sense. That would be a good kind of like part-time gig for them just in the afternoon. And yeah, decent hourly rate. You mentioned, hey, I was looking for six signups. If you had gotten two or four or five, would you just like refunded people or just like not cash the check and say, sorry, you know, we got to go back to the drawing board on this one?
1: Uh, normally, if I have low enrollment, I still try to go to the school because I believe if you cancel the class. Then the next time when you go, they might not sign up because the parents would be afraid. You might have a low enrollment again and cancel. Okay. What I do is I created a second class called jewelry making. So now I have two classes. So in order to keep enrollment high, I offer a variety of classes. For example, for spring session, I would offer the craft class. And then for the winter session, I would offer the jewelry making class so that there is a change in a type of class you offer to keep enrollment high. But there's some classes that are very popular and enrollments are always high. Basketball, I've seen one gentleman, he always has a basketball class and enrollment is always high. It really depends. But I've also seen classes where I had signed my son for up and if they had low enrollment, I think it was for a keyboard class, they would cancel the class. And low enrollment, may be just four students showing up. They just didn't feel it was worth the time.
0: Yeah, and then the math starts to not be as attractive for the instructor, for you. Right. Okay, so expanding to other schools, expanding the class offerings with the jewelry making class. I mean, there's a ton of different ways that you could go with this now that you kind of have your foot in the door with the districts and some positive experiences with some students and some parents. Where do you want to take this thing? What's next on the horizon for you?
1: We also offer birthday. A lot of the kids... They would like to make crafts for their birthdays and I have pictures. I have taken pictures of all the crafts that I've made. I have like over a hundred craft pictures and I would let the child look at all the crafts and choose the one that they would like to make for their birthday with their friends. And I'll just have the parents inform me three weeks before the birthday to make sure I have all the supplies ready. And I charge $225 for up to 10 kids for one hour and $25 for each additional child. And we had quite a few birthdays. We'd go to the parents' house or go to the park, wherever they wanted us to host the birthday. And also summer camps. We do summer camps. So all you have to do is apply with the school district in advance and just let them know the type of class that you're going to host for summer and the dates that you want to host and what location either in a community center or at the park, and we would have kids sign up for our summer camps too. So you could either, depending on how much time you have, you could either do it just in the schools, or if you want to make money all year round, you could offer birthdays on weekends, and I also do summer camps.
0: Okay, interesting. So what's the... Summer camp, similar, like eight week program, an hour a day or a week, come and do the thing. Or is it like more intense? Like come, <laughs> come stay in my overnight cabin and we'll do crafts <laughs> all day.
1: They're called summer camps, but they're actually only maybe three hours or four hours every day. Okay. So the way it runs in our city is it could be a one week class, Monday through Friday, let's say from nine to 12, or it could be a two week class. You could offer it Monday through Friday, let's say from eight to 12. And I would just do more crafts, maybe two to three crafts and just have them take a rest, run around, eat a little snack in between. Okay. And they run a little differently.
0: Yeah. Now that sounds familiar. Those we definitely did have as a kid, like these half day, you know, summer day camp type of things. Yes. For sports or for science or I don't know, we went, I went to a bunch of them. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty Anything else on the um, on the franchise well, model or the, I noticed you kind of have a, I guess, a guide or a craft book on your site for like, here's the best, the greatest hits of the creative kids crafts or something like that.
1: Well, I recently released a book, an ebook, and I sell it on Amazon. It's called Seriously Fun DIY, which stands for do-it-yourself kids crafts. And basically the reason why I created this book was a lot of the students would sneak Supplies into their backpack before they would go home. And I'd always ask them, why are you taking the supplies home? You already made the craft. And I said, Oh, my brother and sister want to make the craft with me. Cause when I show them the craft, they get so excited. So I also had one student who told me every weekend, his mom would take him to the craft store and they'd buy the supplies and make the same craft that we made that week together as a family with his siblings. So that's when I thought, why don't I create a ebook, a picture? Big picture ebook of the popular crafts that we had made with the kids so that the kids could maybe make the crafts on their own with very little help. So it's like a picture book. All the steps are big images, like a, basically like a Lego manual book. And that's how I came up with the idea to create this book. And maybe later I'll create a jewelry ebook too for the kids. But I also had a lot of parents and friends who'd ask me about the classes that I had created because there are a lot of stay at home moms who like the idea of just working two hours an afternoon. So they would ask me like, how did you create the class and have me teach them what to do? So that's when I decided to create a course to teach other parents if they wanted to create their own after school class. That's on my website too. And it's really good. It's really easy. You don't have to be tech savvy. It only takes up two hours of your day during the weekday and you make decent income.
0: I love it. This is side hustles on side hustles. So you can find that guide (laughs) or that course at creativekidscrafts.com. Again, uh, kids with a Z. (laughs) That is really cool. I'm just like, I'm kind of excited, you know, just the ground floor of this business and all the different ways that you can go and diversify and hire out, help and expand. I was curious, like, you know, you mentioned, okay, there's the mad science, there's the basketball thing, there's the volleyball thing. If you ever approached a school and they said, well, we're we're at capacity right now. Like, we're not taking any new after-school programs.
1: Yes, I have. So, you just never give up. You just keep calling them.
0: Okay, because somebody's going to drop off or you never know.
1: Yes, yes, because some classes, if they've been in that school for too long, Eventually, enrollment will go down because it's a fun class, so parents might not want to sign them over and over and over again for the same class. Or if they had a bad instructor, the kids didn't have a good experience, or the school just wants to change it up and have different types of class offered. So yes, I did have schools that rejected me many times, but I would always uh, keep calling them and keep trying. And now that I have two classes, one's crafts and one's jewelry, it's easier to get into the school. So if you could offer multiple classes or even triple, you can go to more schools. Like the gentleman that I know who offers the basketball, he does volleyball also. Okay. Okay. They do chess too. So I see them in a lot of schools.
0: Well, that's very cool, May. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. I think that's a good place to wrap this thing up. Again, creativekidscrafts.com. Check her out, what she's got going on over there. Really cool side hustle, just you know, an hour or two in the afternoons if that uh, fits into your schedule. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation.
1: Keep your eyes open. Opportunities everywhere.
0: I love it. Isn't that the truth, May? Really appreciate it. And we'll catch up with you soon. One of the most important systems for side hustlers and entrepreneurs to put into place is an accounting and bookkeeping system that works for you. It doesn't have to be complicated or expensive, but it's definitely something that can become complicated and expensive if you put it off. Enter our sponsor, FreshBooks, the award-winning cloud accounting software designed specifically for side hustlers and freelancers to help you get your admin and paperwork in check in no time. For example, you can create and send a perfectly formatted invoice in about 30 seconds. You can set up FreshBooks to import any transactions from your credit and debit card accounts and categorize them automatically that's super helpful come tax time and you can see when a client has clicked on an invoice and send automated payment reminders now obviously this is just a fraction of what freshbooks can do to enjoy the entire experience freshbooks is offering side hustle show listeners a 30-day unrestricted free trial no credit card required just go to freshbooks.com side hustle and enter the side hustle show in the how did you hear about a section that's freshbooks.com side hustle to start your 30-day free trial today All right, my top takeaways from this call with May. number one is to get a foot in the door. With this business, there's a little bit of red tape to get started. But once you're in, you're in. And you can expand to other schools in the district and I find that to be true with a lot of side hustles. The startup is the hardest part and then it kind of becomes like physics where an object in motion stays in motion. But get a foot in the door and if you have kids or you know someone with kids or you live near a school or you used to be a kid, those could all be potential ways to start the conversation and see if this is a side hustle that could work for you. Takeaway number two is to go where the classes and customers already are. I think May was smart to start with a school she already had a relationship with because of her son, and they were already hosting after-school classes. So they had a process in place for them, and parents were used to signing up. I think it would have been a much harder road to go to the schools without any after-school programs and try to be the first to blaze that trail. Kind of like James Johnson was explaining in episode 281 on freelance writing, he struck out miserably targeting the businesses that didn't have a blog and trying to convince them to start one and then hire him to write it. He had much better luck targeting the businesses that already had a blog but were kind of struggling to keep it up. So, Takeaway number two is to go where the classes and customers already are. And takeaway number three is kind of the hardest one. This is to fill in the gaps. This is a business built on filling in gaps in a way a lot of businesses are. We're talking about gaps in childcare coverage in the afternoon, gaps in the after school course offering catalog, gaps in the school district as far as, you know, where you could expand. The problem with gaps is they're not always easy to see unless you're really familiar with the problem. And for this side hustle, maybe that means checking out your local elementary school's programs. Do they have computer classes, art classes, sports, after school programs? You know, what's missing? What gap? could you fill in? It's hard to see what's not there. I know that, but it's kind of where the magic happens. And that's where side hustlers can come in and make some money. Definitely a cool business and a really creative side hustle with lots of happy stakeholders, the kids, the parents, the schools, the employees, and of course, the business owners like May. So what do you think? Let me know in the comments at sidehustlenation.com slash May. While you're there, you find the notes and links from this episode, along with a free PDF highlight reel summary that you can download with all of May's top tips from our call. That's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show, where we're diving into the personality characteristic that is twice as important as IQ in predicting academic and professional success. And more importantly, how you can cultivate it every day to get more of it in your life. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.